Welcome to Screen Mayhem, Cinema Machido. With me, as always, is the dirty Russian dog killer himself, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day is a holiday. How are you doing today? Excellent. Thank you. And damn, that what you did to that poor puppy. <laughs> All right. Also with us is the concrete brunette herself. It's like concrete blonde, but you know, you're not blonde. Jenna Rumberger, thanks for being here. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. It's firing. Yeah, yeah, she kicked ass. Lee, did you like Concrete Blonde? Um, do the curtains match the drapes? That's my follow-up <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh um, I think Charlize has always been a blonde, so. Um, and I would also say that um, she's probably somebody who is, she's rich. She can get a home decor decorator person. And the curtains and the drapes probably match, or at least are of a similar, you know, style that you don't worry about it. It just looks. Are you implying she has a merkin? I don't know. I know that there. I read something about how certain women they have like the faux turtleneck down there. They just hang it from like a like a waistband, so it's kind of like the mock turtleneck of hair. It's like a. You can also get bedazzled. Ooh. Like they have jewels. There, there are kits you can buy that have like stencils so that you can shave around them, or you can like do like selective hair color. Hey, do you think Mother of Dragons had like a dragon vag patch? Ooh, she was really into them, especially when she lost one and she lost another one. She was like, "This, is it. this one's getting shaved in." She was very busy trying to rule the world then, though. I think so, Lee. Mother of Dragons? Uh, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I understand the reference. Oh, well. I'm sure her skillies would be quite disappointed in you to just be so dismissive. I'm fairly certain Hercules her- would be uh, pretty happy with me that I'm not on the hype train there with the rest of you. All right. Well, we are talking about John Wick. I think it's 2001. Hold on. I've got a little browser thing open here so I can... 2014. <laughs> 2001. 2001, sir. Nailed it. Nailed it. I'm pretty sure I've got it. Um, Directed by Chad Steleski and David Leach. He was uncredited. Um, I think it's just the Chad guy, actually. Uh, Had Kino Reno, as I call him. Uh, We all love Kino. Alfie Allen, Game of Thrones reference there. He's the the Lee of this one. He he had his dick cut off in Game of Thrones, so got that going on for you. Um, (laughs) My favorite, Willem DeFriend. Oh, my God, I love him. And, uh, oh yeah, who's the shithead from, um, um, what you call it, Deadwood that always, yeah, Ian McShane, Mr. Cocksucker himself. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, Cocksucker? And then, as we all know, Jen, uh, sorry, John Legazamo, who is really famous for uh, Romeo plus Juliet and also The Pest. He was also in Moulin Rouge. Oh. He played a very, very tiny man. Vooly, vooly, voo, 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 voo. All right, well, I love this movie. Um, this was meant to have a guest whose favorite film this was, but it just didn't work out. So since we all watched it, we went ahead and we're doing it. Um, I like the color. I feel like if you look at it, it's like done with sort of a blue tint throughout it, and it gives it kind of a cool a cool atmosphere. I like that a lot. Um, I also like that for once we're not relying on um, somebody getting, a woman getting raped. Or a wife or girlfriend getting murdered or something along those lines. Those are the typical things. What we did instead is like, oh, guess what? Wife died of natural causes and it's the dog that died. So, so we got that going first. Sort of late spoiler alert. 
Oh, there's no spoiler alert. This movie's been out since 2001, as you well know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the car. That car was cool. What kind of car was that, Lee? I know you're ignoring us. I hear you muting. It doesn't matter. That's a going. 1969 Mustang. 90, it's the boss yeah. version. 96 Mustang. That's the really best nice. one. And it's, 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 it's heavily modded, too. So that man definitely was, uh, he knew what love was. Yeah, it was a beautiful car. Um, and then, yeah, you know, um, this has one of those really clear styles. Um, what I like, I hate shaky cam. One of Lee's favorite things is Gladiator. And that was my, I feel like my first introduction to shaky cam. You're watching people fight and you're like, is that a hand? Was that a dick? I don't know what's going on here. And it's like, ah, ah, ah. And they're all like ah, smashing into each other and it's just shaking and shaking. And I'm like, it's like, Martha, what am I even watching here? Are we having an earthquake? And yeah, so this was really clear and concise. And yeah, I like it. So let's start um, in the list here. I usually, I, I flip back and forth pretty often. So I think Jenna went la- first last time. Lee, you're up. What's up? What What do you think? Uh, this movie has cool cars, cool clothes, cool uh, a cool cast. It's Ooh. got a very simple premise. It's got a lot of gun porn. Um, it has cool liquor. Uh, it has music to emphasize things when you need them. And uh, so it's it's a perfect Farrago of that. And then you dash in a little bit the right amount of non-accidental trauma. And it's très magnifique. You know what I'm saying? So... It's definitely a movie like as soon as you're done with this podcast, um, put on John Wick and for the emotional first five minutes, just watch your favorite porno and then you'll be good the rest of the evening. Uh-huh. That was your Trey Manifique. I'm sure I felt like, yeah, like it starts out, um, he's just bloody on the street looking at his wife, kissing him on his phone like he's dying and then comes the credits. John Wick, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, what was that all about? And then we're back to like, oh, here's my wife's dying and dogs. And you're right. It's just like the beginning of Up. Up is so much better. That's a Pixar film for you guys that don't know it. Up is so much better if you don't watch the beginning where the guy loses his wife. You just jump straight into this crotchety old man, like telling some little Asian boy everything he needs to do. And that's better. (laughs) I was going to say, it takes a lot of nuts to start out your story with, like, the ending, you know? Oh, yeah. So you definitely believe in your story if you're willing to go that crazy with it. Well, if if you watch it now, Um, you're like, all right, we're up to John Wick 3. So thanks for the spoiler, dick. What's your name? Chad Bobanowski. Fuck you, dude. Don't spoil me. (laughs) I want to get to the end. Oh, the end was the... Oh. Oh. All right. The dog thing was a nice touch, too, because it was, like, very Tarantino. Like, Tarantino has a great way of making you hate people in his movies, like, really quickly. Oh, totally. And when the dog goes out, like, you know how it is. Like, it's not right, but when you see a puppy die, it's more emotional than when you see some a human being die, you know? Yeah, see, he turned it on its head because he had Marcellus Wallace get raped, not a woman. Mia Wallace was just fine. It's Marcellus Wallace getting raped in the dungeon while wearing a ball gag or whatever. It's like, oh, shit! You flipped it on its head. And also, um, the main guy we hate is the guy who says what too much. Because I agreed with Samuel. I'm like, what? Say what one more time, mother something. Anyway, I agree with you. 
Quentin Tarantino. Janet, what did you think? This is uh, your first John Wick as well? This was my first John Wick. Um, and I kind of wanted to not like it, but just because sometimes my reaction when somebody really loves something is to be like, it can't possibly be that good. But I ended up, it was just, I really felt like it was very elegant and there wasn't, there weren't any excess moments where they were trying too hard. Um, It really is problematic for me when a movie drags out a slow space to make the action more impactful because I feel like it just, it's like watching someone jerk off. It's like, you know what's going to happen eventually, so just get to it. Um, But it did it in a really elegant way, and there were a lot of little details, like the hotel. Oh, the hotel was the best. I just felt like that was such a smart layer to add on it to um, put all of the love that he had for his wife into this little harmless dog and to, like, make that the center focus, the way that they built up a story between... Not the douchebag, but his dad, and that like creating a shared history that immediately gave you a sense when you never would have known that this guy was ever the level of badass he was. They did a good job of building his uh, legacy before he showed you what it really was, and he had to live up to it, and then they made him live up to it, which a lot of times movies try and do that, and they never quite succeed. And they really, I feel like they really did that. I, I really enjoyed That's a good the point. shit out of this movie. That's a good point. They, they, he, they caught him off guard. He was out of practice, so to say. It's like he wasn't, it's like somebody who's, let's just go with like a Zatoichi. He just has been like on the road a while and he's really just looking for that next rice ball. And he's not really like focusing his, all of his stuff, his, his senses, his hearing and his smell. And he's just fucking relaxing for a minute. And the moment he does conk on the back of the head and somebody steals his i mean he's been retired and i think he felt like his legend was so solid that he didn't have to think about garbage like that and so that it happened at the worst possible time in the minute everyone realized what had happened Mm -hmm. it was just like oh fuck shit's going down and then they kept thought it was the i i was gonna say like i think you're right they built his legacy and I was kind of thinking if you're like somebody who's really skeptical, it probably is a problem for you that we just see it. You know, he's like, it's like when you see an actor, an actress play like a Greek god, you're like, are they really, you know? And uh, for me, I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. But I, I think one of the things that I thought was kind of crazy was that he wouldn't have security because he's killed a lot of people. Right. Right. You know? He felt like he was protected now that he got out of the biggest crime family. But there's always going to be somebody else with a little bit of vengeance for him, right? Yeah, well, I would have thought at least, like, some electronic surveillance. Like the basic, like the basic shit that, like, Bob has, Bob in IT. (laughs) He's got, he's got the stupid (laughs) ring thing that shows the people stealing his packages. His first response. (laughs) Right? He's got the basic, like, if the window opens, you get a whoop, whoop, whoop. (laughs) Maybe we're to assume he does have all that, and these guys were just so good. But then again, they didn't kill him, which they should have, and they did come in um you know meet up with an assassin with baseball bats so they kind of got what was coming for him all right well let's go uh favorite scenes this is the funnest part uh um as we go um we're gonna start with lee because i think jenna got to go last time 
Uh, mine, it's like a quick little thing, but there's a scene, if you can imagine, uh, that he's, uh, John Wick has just killed the sniper, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got like a three oh eight in his hands, and he, he speaks Russian fluently. So the catch is that all these guys are dirty Russians. And uh, and so he's up on this scaffolding, calls in his check, and then he kill, he kills, first of all, the guy next to the target. And then he kills a guy up on the roof. Mm-hmm. And then and then they cut to a scene where the, the guy he's trying to kill is panicked. And then uh, they cut to an opposite camera view inside this little warehouse. And the, and the Russian, the big Russian dude's like, get down, get down. And then boom, he goes down. And I cracked up laughing. The first thing I thought of when I saw that. Was like when they they tell you when you're on an airplane to first secure your own oxygen mask, right. like cabin compression, and then secure your neighbors, right? Like the, the my first thought was, why didn't you get down, right? Totally. <laughs> you know what I would have done? And tell I him to get down, down, and then yelling at him to get down because you know at the end of the yeah, day, exactly. if he gets popped, I'd be like, well, that sucked. Yeah, and you're not going to, you know, if he's got a shot on him right now, he's got a shot on him right now, right? You know what I'm saying? That was my favorite scene. All right. Interesting. All right, Jenna, you give us your first. We're going to do two. Yeah, mine um, mine was the first full, full, like, John Wick in action from putting on the suit in his house, like, pulling things out of the closet, opening up the floor to like re-examine his guns, people break in. And then it's like choreographed poetry. It just the the action scenes in this movie with with guns mostly. And that's usually not, you know, that if anyone's listened to me on this, I'm not an action guru in any shape of the word. I don't know anything about the, the legacy you of any this shit. i do love it but i <laughs> but i don't know any i don't have the level of uh the level of knowledge or expertise that that you or lee or any of the guests do i'm i more just come from an aesthetic perspective but the choreography of just like poof, poof, somebody comes around the corner like the way that he clips them before like he empties his clip like just just the way that it went like until it was just like yep it's all done and then the cleaners show up and i love the cleaners and the concept of this like crew of like this adorably creepy little man that's like oh you're back in business we're here to do the thing and this is what we always do i just those little tiny details i mean he only shows up what twice in the whole movie but is so memorable because it's just this beautiful little like facet on the whole of this world that they've painted and in it's such a tiny way to do it but it does it so effectively where you start to understand like oh this is a world that he's part of and this is his role in the world and this is this other guy's role in this world i just yeah oh i was gonna say remember he's like he's uh, sully in commando so he's like, remember when I told you I'd kill you last? And totally. he's like, yeah, Matrix, you said you'd kill me last. And he's got him over a cliff. He's like, I lied. I lied. Oh, yeah. Well, and I wanted to point out the end of your sequence. It was a big dance and it was cool. And it's lots of headshots. It's in, in, impressive headshots to make sure they all stay down. 
but the last guy he fights with a knife and it was really cool because it was a struggle and you could see that they were both like trying really hard but then he just starts it's like this force of will he just starts whapping the fucking knife so hard so it starts just barely entering the guy's chest until he's finally dead oh, and that was the big that. final death of that sequence the guy that comes to pick up all the bodies he's um he's his name is uh david patrick kelly and we'll know him he was in twin peaks um as jerry horn's brother but he was also uh or he, he was jerry horn um whatever and then um he's from the warriors he played the creepy fucking guy that did the bottles warriors so it was kind of cool to see him pop up I was going to say also, they, I had like a note here about Zatoichi um, because he's like, he's technically proficient and they give you that impression because you'll notice that no matter if they get somebody gets something center mass or they get something in a limb, they additionally get like an execution yeah. close quarters headshot. And even if he puts one round in them, they always get two. And you yeah. kind of get the impression that this guy's been killing people for so long mm-hmm. that he uh, that he's just it's just a reflex for him to put two rounds in somebody, one in the head. Yeah, I love that. I loved it. It was beautiful. Well, I mean, a... I'm not gonna lie. If I was a girl, I'd have been flicking my bean the whole way on the couch. Oh, totally. I definitely had like I had like um, dried edamame, and I was flicking those peas. Like around the table, I watch it, and I'd eat some of them. They're salty, <laughs> so taste. Taste. I am now drier than the Sahara. After <laughs> right, good, excellent. So, so my yes. Uh, what's your favorite scene? Well, first off, you you kind of still. I mean, I wasn't going to take that whole sequence because it's beautiful, but whatever. Um, after all that's said and done, John Leguizamo, he's like this dude who buys stolen cars and he fixes them up and shit. And Dickhead comes in, he gets punched in the face, he's forced to leave. But there's this great, at the end of all of that, uh, John Leguizamo gets a call from Shithead 5000's dad. He's like, hmm. so you struck my child. He's like, yep, I did. He's like, would you care to explain why? He's like, uh, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And dad's just like, pauses for a second. He's like, I see. <laughs> just hangs up the phone like oh yeah sure my kid deserved a huge punch in the face and probably a lot more because then he gooshes his own kid but i thought that was cool my first thought was like if i was his dad and i had explained to my son that he fucked up i would have like been like what did how did you kill the dog and then i would have like chopped off that part of his limb totally. and, and mm. been like john listen listen brother just trying yeah. to make amends here. You notice when he when the when uh, Kino Reno woke up, the dog had like drug its broken body across the floor to his master. There's a long stream of blood going yeah. across. At first, I thought did did John Wick do it, but then I was like, no, the dog wasn't totally dead. He just tried to get back, and that's just like adding no. to the sadness of it all. Yeah. So I agree with you, Lee. I would have like just aborted my son right there. I'd have been like, I don't. I'm not in Alabama. I'm doing this. Just go ahead. Well, and you right, when this, this... right when sun comes in, I'm like, done. This guy is a fucking Russian prison, like a R- Russian mafia guy. Like, he's got Russian tattoos from the Russian prisons. He's 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 got no soul. So yeah. this idea that he would hesitate to sacrifice his son. I mean, you're you're a man. You can have more sons. 
you can't you cannot piss off John Wick. And my favorite part when about that scene just before that is just before that phone call is when he opens up the the, the weapon stash and then there's a whole shit ton of gold. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. Oh shit! They invented this the lore gold in this. At yes. this point, there are multiple movies with the criminal hotel, criminal whatever, criminal like hospital. There's a bunch of those now, but I think this is the first time I saw it done so well. Um, the coins are sort of the currency for this underworld, and then yeah, it, I think it led to this whole. Like I loved when he did call uh, Jerry Horn. Um, he's just like. Are you working again? He's like, no, but I need a hotel, res- you know, dinner reservation for twelve. He's like, you working? No, I'm not. It was just kind of funny. Like, there's a language to the underworld too and stuff, and it's just well written shit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, like, I've always thought if I had written uh, any kind of a underworld thing, gold. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, you know, and anyone who doesn't think they're on a gold standard, the the United States Central Bank would normally be leveraged right now like 70 to 1 which would be insolvent but they're not because they still have 10 tons of gold uh receipts so you're still on a gold standard whether or not you realize it you're on a gold standard right right now Mm -hmm. so i love that i love that about this i was like when i saw that i had i should have worked on them those are cool coins too it was like a great way to represent this gold currency that's part of this you know underworld Mm-hmm. Neat. All right, Lee, you get the you get the second favorite scene right on up. Um, you know it, it's it's an interesting scene. Uh, my it, it, it's kind of like just the the actual this just my reaction to it so much that um he goes into this bathhouse and he's uh he he's it's he, before he goes into the bathhouse he there's this imposing Russian figure and uh, oh, the, yeah. the he comes and there's like. There's like there's a he, the guy's probably six five six six. He's a big dude, and he's not he's not built like Ali McBeal. He's he's huge, <laughs> and uh, he um and you, John, he just he just hears the cock and he's got a a barrel right next to his head, and he's like ah oh, shit. And then the guy speaks to him in Russian and he knows exactly who it is. It's John Wick. And he's like, hey, you've lost weight. And they're having a conversation. It's very stylized. It kind of, like this movie in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of like, not just John Woo, but it kind of reminds me of Zack Snyder. Because Zack Snyder kind of gives you too much. It's like junk food. It's like too much sodium in your, and you know, it's just too much style. And uh, he's, it's kind of stylized in the dialogue and they emphasize certain words and stuff. And and he they're talking in Russian about how he's lost weight and he's like listen take the night off you know because the guy's like are you working tonight and he's like yeah unfortunately and he's like why don't you take the night off and he this guy knows that he's just been he's just looked he's just looked a great white shark in the eye and the shark was like nah you're not worth it and he's like oh thank you you know he's like okay thank you he pulls out his earpiece he's like thank you sir nice and then John Wick meanders in and the first guy he kills this guy. It's it, like he kills. First of all, the guard is gone, and he's like, "Well, whatever." And the guy's just doing his thing. And then in the window, we see while this guy's like doing his dental shit, we see this other guy get st- straight stabbed, mm-hmm. right? And we're yeah. like, "Yeah, oh yeah, he's got that." You know, he's got that stealth. You know, it's like a video game. And then he, uh, and then he comes, he comes to rough this big dude up. This dude is considerably huge, and he he beats his ass. 
And then it, it's just the way he drowns him in like the most minuscule amount of water possible in that sink. Yep. And it reminded me of the octagon with your boy. Yeah, totally. Um, at, but it was like way better, right? It was like, this is how you would actually shoot that scene, Chuck Norrie. You know? Yeah. And uh, and then after that, I was just like, I was so happy from that. I mean, that whole scene, I won't touch the rest of that scene, but that whole fight sequence is just, I mean, that's that's when the movie just really wins you over. Like, because you think, oh, okay, he killed all those people in the house. And it's kind of weird that they're wearing ski masks because they're going to kill him. And it's kind of weird that he's got he's got an unsilenced weapon and they're all looking around for him. But then when you get to that scene where he's in the bathhouse and he's killing folks, yeah. mm-hmm. oh man, that's when they show off their prowess as uh, choreographers. And I'll throw out, I think um, there's something to John Wick, he's reveling being back in because he could have killed um, Alfie Allen lots of times. I mean, lots of times. He's like half-assed doing it. There was a point where he's pointing a gun right at him and he lets him go. You it's, think? It's just like he's reveling in being back in this com- no. massive confrontation. No, I think he wants to No, torture. he didn't have a clear shot. Wait, you get what he I mean? He wants to put him shot. in a space where he can torture the shit out of him. Something. I just know that he wasn't no. ready to take the shot yet because he could have. No, he he wanted a clear shot. He had a clear shot. And he tried to... Fucking Alfie's like no, he stumbling tried to at take... the edge of a pool and he could have... Right between his fucking eyes, no, right there. No, yeah. he he goes to, he goes to set it up, and the Hercules jumps in front of him. No bullshit. Mm. Yeah, that happened. No, 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 no. There was that buff dude who's like half naked. I see. And he's you like, perceived oh, it shit. one way. I don't I agree. I saw it just like I saw it. And then he continues to yeah. do it. I mean, he he kind of half-asses it, but I mean, consider he comes in that the weakest person in the place escapes. Every other badass that's actually can fight, they are the ones he takes on, and he takes them all down. <laughs> It's true, and Douchebag is running is out that... the hall, out the street with a towel wrapped around him yeah. when he's been drinking champagne all night. He, it's did, not, it on, he did it on purpose. It's not very believable. But Douchebag is also running in a crowd, and if you notice, John Wick never takes out anybody who's not fair right, game, who's I not agree. a combatant. Well, that's true. Yeah. No. All right, then, uh, Janet, you get your second favorite scene. Yes. Lee, are you still there? Yeah. Where? Yeah, I was coughing. Sorry. What's up? Oh, it's all good. Um, yes. You guys make this so easy on me. Oh. Lee, do you? Are you jacking off? <laughs> Lee? I'm, day, not, I'm, not, I'm not editing anymore, so <laughs> this is all good. Um, all right, Jenna, you're up. Yes. Second favorite scene. Um, my second favorite scene is super short and super straightforward. Uh Bitchy Girl 5000, who broke the code by trying to kill John Wick in a super underground hotel, gets a call from our Deadwood friend, and the next scene is her wandering into this very Greco-Roman-looking abandoned New York space into a semicircle of people that proceed to shoot the shit out of her. Just... Boom, done, you're gone. Broke the code. Yeah, what a dumbass. I thought that was beautiful. Because it's like, I thought she was just going to keep screwing things up. She was going to be that like horrible girl in the background that kept fucking things up and would be the reason that William Holden... Not William... I always call William Defoe William Holden. I don't know why. Because um, you want to hold him. Because he's <laughs> Willem Defriend. He's Willem Defriend and you want to hold him. <laughs> 
But I was just so glad that she just got popped off before the end and it, she wasn't this like rogue garbage element that I had to keep worrying about because anyone that's going to break a code like that is bullshit. I was afraid Veruca, Veruca Balk from the the craft was going to show up with her and they were going <laughs> to use magic. So it was nice that she just got killed. That's fair. I, I too found that a, a, exceptionally gratifying. I The whole time I was like, there's no, like she was a shitty character. In we her. hated that she killed Black Guy. He was so cool. Oh, he was cool and he died in a garbage way. Really, she slipped out of the, like, that she was so skinny that she slipped out of her, like, handcuffs. That was garbage, too. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought uh, she was garbage written. Um, John Wick would have would have bludgeoned her nearly to death in the in the fist fight. And then on top of that, uh, yeah, she breaks her, her hand, her thumb, to get out of the cuffs. Well, and, and why, kills did that they dude. Leave, why did he leave her alive? Like, I guess he thought he was well, fine with, like the cool black guy that she ended up shooting him in it's the head a canadian the pillow, criminal like, code lady he don't just yeah. kill random ladies indiscriminately he's not uh, wick there's no business done in that hotel that's the rules right he didn't kill so, not even in so retaliation for someone trying to kill no. you no oh no well, business then there in the hotel it's a great point but i do i do have a question for you guys mm. Was Willem Dafoe really going to kill him when he scoped him up originally? No. That no. first time. And by the way, stop there, and I'll just jump in. My second favorite scene was the overarching Willem Dafoe thing. Like, when you watch it, the first time I saw it, I think I was just like, oh, Willem's after him. But if you watch the whole thing again, you're like, from the moment they're like, can you handle this, Willem? And he's just like, I'm Willem Dafoe, not Willem Friend," And he just goes to town. So then he, obviously, he's a badass neighbor. He could have killed him. 18 times in that moment but he didn't and then the next one where you know yeah i guess i'm back in and you think our hero's about done and boom willem dafoe becomes willem dafoe-er with a bullet through the brain and i was like willem dafoe for the win well he shot him he shot the pillow he shot the pillow yeah Yeah. if he wanted to to kill him him, to alert him if he wanted to kill him he would have shot him then no it was was an alert uh, for sure he intentionally he was clearly he was clearly looking him in, looking at him in the scope, and he yeah. had him all sighted up. And then he noticed that the door opens up, and so then he alerts him. It was all the. And oh, maybe, do you think that maybe was, that's when the no, when his is, yeah. decision changed? No, I think it was all the moves of a, of a protector. He's mm. like, I'm gonna watch my homie from up here on my perch. This it's his natural habitat. He's a sniper. He's. I would use that versus binoculars. I'd like to have the opportunity to kill somebody if I needed to. I think I think he was, I think he was seriously going to consider it, and then when Perkins came in, he uh, he had a change of heart. You can't you can't. There's too much water under that bridge. You can't on you can't undo those years of sentimentality. I disagree. I think he would he would have taken out. Oh my god! And that leads to one of the best scenes ever: John Wick destroying all of Russia Man's stuff. Yes, destroy your shithead stuff. It was like all of his recordings. His money. Oh, that was beautiful. I forgot yeah. about that. He was so pissed about that, too. I think for me, one of the best things was, I called him Russian Kurt Warner. What? And, like, Russian Kurt Warner caught him, like, twice in a row, like that secure, head security yeah. guy. He was pretty, he was on his, he was on his shit, you know, fucks him up with a car, fucks him up in a fight. That was good. And then... The car? And then at the very, yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Like, brilliant. that car going into the other car, and fucking him up yeah and i was like 
and you do, you kind of knew that Willem Dafoe was going to save him because they put the bag on him yeah. and you're like, there's no way around it. But, like, when he gets out of that and he, like, he gets Russian Kurt Warner, I had been waiting for that for, like, 30 minutes. I was like, kill Kurt Warner! You yeah. learn your lesson. Kurt Warner's a quarterback, by the way. Okay, is also the guy we're talking about, Kurt Warner, Jana pointed out, he's the guy from the insurance commercial that's always... Crashing up cars and shit and getting all bruised. Yeah, he's Mayhem no. from the insurance commercials. No, 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 no. Russian Kurt Warner is the f- is the guy who's physically imposing. He's a little bit bigger than yeah. Keanu. We're talking about the and same guy. And he gets guys. Keanu. No, 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 we're not. Your Mayhem is the dude who's the second in command. Okay. Yeah. Who's like, give me your gun. That's not who I'm talking about. Oh, you're about. talking about t- the like slidey face Russian looking guy. That beats his out. Remember the guy who throws him over the balcony in the club? Right, right, yes. And the guy who who yes. saves who who, who stops guy? the church assault? I don't know. He was like the security dude. He was the badass. He Maybe was it was the... this guy, Daniel Bernhardt. No, he what whoever he was, he was the Zigatron of that crew. He was like the ultimate killer. Kill you. Alright, um, whatever. Yeah, great movie, guys. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. And now I gotta got to push uh, through number two so we can... I, I've seen number two. Janet, hasn't Lee? You haven't seen number two, I assume? No, but I bought it. Yeah, number um, three, then bam, in the theaters as we speak. I was going to say, you know, I was looking... I looked up on the internet real quick because I was like, oh, God, Keanu's done a lot of stuff. And, like, you know, I remember, like, Bill and Ted... I remember loving that as a kid, and oh, Point Break I mean, was kind of. Dude. But Speed was like my favorite, probably oh, until yeah. Constantine. I think I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna... it made him an action hero because before that, he hadn't done anything action. Speed. He did him. Rush Rush with Paula Abdul. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, Speed was it, and then Johnny Mnemonic, where he had the 90 gig hard drive in his brain. But that pretty much opened it up, um, and then you know all the shit. Devil's Advocate by 1999, say, The Matrix. What do, what do you guys think? I, I mean, for me, like, obviously, I'm going to put John Wick as my favorite uh, Kino? Keanu movie. Yeah. But what's your favorite movie? And also, why is John Wick so successful that we've gotten three movies in five years? Like, where is, how, what nerve is that hitting on with audiences that we still love it? I think some of the stuff we initially talked about, you could think about, like, most action films have, like, such a typical... Um, like I'm going on this revenge thing because of X, but also it is a it, the whole movie is a dance of headshots and and it's stylized and not in a cheesy like John Woo stylized way where they're jumping and doves are flying and stuff. It's just when you see the gun come to the head and the pop, you're like fuck. So there's something kind of gritty and disturbing, but also super cool and beautifully paced. It's yeah. beautifully paced. Plus, Keanu has a thing. He just he just does have a he's he's got an ease about him that makes it it doesn't you don't lose the excitement, but you also don't get the stress of some other some other like current action heroes. It's all about this like halting delivery and this like imaginary stress that they manifest and he negates all of that but still you're still excited which is a a tricky balance that i feel like is very seductive 
all of that said, my favorite Keanu movie is still Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Of course. I think most people, <laughs> a lot of people, especially from the 80s and 90s, are going to think that. It's hard to play a dumb person. It's hard to play a, like, ditzy person. I, um... When I took acting and stage movement, those were the funnest roles to play because you really have to think about it to be convincing. It's mm-hmm. hard to be a convincing dumb person. It's easy to pretend to be cool. Like Neo's cool, but that's an easy character to play totally. compared to Could someone have been anybody at the time. Like, you know, Bill and Ted, they had to like be able to be someone that's worth making fun of, but take it completely seriously. And they did. Plus George Carlin. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to play off George Carlin? Well, as a favorite for me, I guess it's probably John Wick because up to this point, he's done a lot of interesting movies. But even after John Wick, um, I recently watched something called uh, Replicas, and it was maybe one of the worst films ever made. Mm-hmm. So he he doesn't bring greatness, but if greatness is around him, Kino Reno can be a fucking badass. Mm. Yeah, I think he. I think he kind of convey like you. First of all, you hit the nail on the head. He's like, uh, you know, he he doesn't have that stare. They kept cut. They kept cutting into his scenes, into his eyes, and you. He doesn't have that gaze, that ferocity. He has like more like the sedated kind of like Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. kind of gaze. You know, he did and, as and so, Neo like, too, right? Yeah, as Neo, he's like, oh, I'm Mister Karate Man. But then you'd look into his eyes, and you were like. I too like to smoke pot and play bass. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's like, I think you might be a little high. Yeah, you're like okay, but at the same time, he first of all he's got the stature and yeah. he's got the presence. He's, he's got tall, the charisma. He's beautiful. Yeah. He's got nice hair. Yeah. He's obviously talented. He's aged beautifully among yeah. his peers, and on top of that, like you know, he just he just seems like somebody you want to be around. You know, and that's, I think, ultimately the most important factor for any actor or actress is like, do I want, do I wish I could spend time with this person? Yeah. Yeah. Take this same exact movie and instead of Keanu, put Emily Blunt in. It would be my favorite movie of all time and I'd watch it probably once a week. You'd masturbate to it? How many times? I would. Sorry. Because Emily Blunt would be the best Jane Wick ever. I don't know why they always have to choose some tall-ass, half-Asian dude. Fuck that. Emily Blunt. She should be in everything. I mean, we saw her in that... What? Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, top six challenge. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm always ready, baby. All right. Well, you guys are going to like this one. It is, of course, about dogs. I found oh, cool. a random-ass um, dog trivia thing on the internet. I don't know the answers to these questions either. They're all multiple choice. Um, I decided a rule earlier... Uh, that if you guys want the multiple choice, I'll give it to you. Actually, it's unfair. Jan is actually going to be seeing my screen, so you guys get multiple choice. My rule would have been, <laughs> if you didn't want it, you could just be a badass and not choose it. But that's not fair to you, Lee, because she's going to see them all anyway. It's true. They're right here in front of me. All right, so you want to go first or second, Lee? Uh, I always go second. All right, going second. Um, and that means Jenna gets to go first. Jenna, uh, your dog based top six challenge um may the finest dog lover win how many breeds of dog are there worldwide 1600 800 200 or 400 this is a 
stupid question because it doesn't say whether it's official or mutts or whatever, but I'm going to say 1600. I didn't make the question. I would have said 1600 too. I believe the answer is actually, because 1600 was wrong. No, it's not two. It's not eight. It's 400. 400. According to the World Canine Organization, FCI, there are approximately 400 recognized breeds of dog worldwide. See, recognized breeds. They didn't say mm-hmm. that in the question. You're just like Garbage all dogs. Question. Like, there could be a weird dog somewhere in the rainforest that we haven't discovered yet, and that's part of it, so 1,600. There are people that have dogs that they call Shih Tzu Pays. <laughs> it's a Shih Tzu Pay. It's a Sharpie that shit on a Shih Tzu, <laughs> and then, like, got extra hair. I don't know. All right, Lee. What dog is known for well, its bluish... Well, hold on. Let me... Let me oh. Before, before okay. you ask the question, I was going to oh, say... Oh, you're, you're uh, cheating. I was going to say, well, there's a... At the cellular level there... I forget what part of their genetics is like this, but they're, it's like really slippery. It, and dogs in particular have this this gene that allow you to, to like... Um, to eugenically create new breeds. And it's unique to, to, to canines. Huh. And uh, and so that's why there's so many breeds. Why you don't see like 400 different eugenic breeds of like horses or huh. cows. Mm. Did you know dogs can only sweat through their um, the little pads on their feet? They pant. Their tongues. No, nope, they, they pant. pant. No, they yeah. pant. But they can only sweat at the little pads. They on can their... sweat through their little pads. Yeah. Only hmm. place according to a different thing I found before I found this one. Interesting. All right, the wet dog is known for its bluish black tongue. The Lahaza Apso. Afghan Hound, American Bulldog, or the Chow Chow? The Chow Chow. You got it. One of the oldest breeds of dogs. Chow Chows are known for their bluish black tongues and gums. They aren't born with this coloration, however. At birth, a Chow Chow's tongue and gums will be pink. By eight weeks, however, they'll take on the bluish black color. Originally from China, Lee is a dog whisperer. And they're mean. They're incredibly mean. Yeah, their real name is the Song Shi Kuang. They're I mean, actually like low-key fighting dogs. Yeah. If you if you make them crazy, but they're yeah they're incredibly mean. You know, if I were a mean person, I just mean like maybe animated. I'd like to see uh, Chow Chow go against a bulldog and win, just because like mm-hmm. okay, that's too bad. I'm moving on. Um, Jana, what is the largest breed of dog? The English Mastiff, Saint Bernard, Irish Wolfhound, or the Great Dane? I'm gonna say the Irish Wolfhound. All right, you got it. I think that's wrong. No, nope, oh, right. you're right. You're right. Standing, ah. standing at an average height of approximately 34 inches from the withers to shoulder or shoulder blade, the Irish Wolfhound is generally considered the world's largest, tallest dog. According to legend, Irish Wolfhounds were guardians and companions of ancient Irish. Fuck off, weird, <coughs> weird person writing the trivia. We get it. Okay, so you guys are tied. Number four is back to you, Lee. What breed of dog was originated in the late 1800s by Captain Max von? Stefanitz, who hoped to develop an all-purpose working dog. The German, German Spitz, Shepherd. The German Shepherd, the Border Collie, or the St. Bernard? The German Shepherd. That is correct. The German Shepherd originated in Germany in 1800s by Captain Max von Stefanitz, a former German army captain who hoped to breed the super dog. Nice work. You've Lee. never seen anything until you've seen a German Shepherd climb a ladder. Oh. Mm. It's pretty I, cool. It's my favorite dog by far. They're beautiful. Yeah, I, I I only like work dogs. Like I only own work dogs my entire life. Yeah, and I never owned a German Shepherd because of their hips. Yeah, but, they have and bad because hips. you know they're they get a lot of ACL problems when they're young. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I definitely still love them. Still right. love them. 
You're ahead by one, Lee. Uh, number five, this goes to Jenna. What is the fastest breed of dog? The Swedish Valhung, the German Spitz, the Greyhound, or the Harrier? I'm going to say the Greyhound. Yeah, That's obvious. It's the, it's the Greyhound. Yeah. 45 miles like per hour. 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Ooh, the only land really? animal faster than the Greyhound is the cheetah. cheetah. Yeah, no, they could do. They can only do spurts of like 60. Wow. Uh, all right. But that's well, for a brief time. Uh, let's see. Hold on. So this is you, for the game right here. Yeah, okay. So who takes the last one? Lee. Lee. It's me. What is the... No, that doesn't make sense. Lee went first. Wait, one. No, I no, went I first. I went second. Right, you went, I went first. Right. So you... Two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's Lee. Okay. You just won the Greyhound. So this is the one. This this I point did. wins. Okay. What is the only dog that can't bark? The Basenji, Saluki, Whippet, or Boyzoi? Borzoi. That can't bark. Yeah, it's ah, called... There's fuck, one called got, the Basenji. This is going to be a guess. Yeah. Basenji, let, me, let me guess. Let me guess. Saluki, Whippet, Borzoi. Let me think about it for a second, because, like, dogs evolve barking to actually speak to humans. Dogs don't... No kidding. Wolves don't bark in the wild. You're right. So, and then, like, you can also take a dog and they you howl, can teach though. it. Yeah, but they howl, but that's different. Uh, okay. Bark. So, bark... And you can also take, like, a recording of bark, barking, and, like, play it for people, and they can interpret it. Like, this dog was... The dogs were clearly changed their evolution for human humanity. I mean, there's arguments about whether or not it was 100,000 years or 10,000 years when we domesticated them. I'm going to say, do we know what region they're from? No. No. It's a click to win quiz. Okay, give give it to me one more time. Basenji, Saluki, Mm -hmm. Whippet, Borzoi. God, I'm going to go Borzoi. I'm going to be wrong. 25% 25% chance. That's true. You are wrong. My guess is Whippet. No. no. You guys are both wrong. So it was called the Besenji, African hunting dog. It's the only one that can't mm. bark. This trait is probably due to the shallow laryngeal ventricle in its larynx. Hmm. However, it's not silent. can make a wide variety of other dog noises as well as yodeling. Mm. Okay, so you guys are going to have to keep going. So I just have more questions. So the next one's for Jenna. What's the most popular dog in the United States? The Beagle, German Shepherd, Labrador Retriever, or the Poodle? My guess is the Labrador Retriever. I would have you, said the same thing, Labrador. You, you just yeah. won. Whee! Yeah! Uh, nice uh, work. Uh, Lee, uh, I am uh. actually super impressed with your knowledge of dogs. Um, really well done. And if these questions would have been in a different order, I'm sure you would have kicked their ass because... I would have guessed Labrador Retriever as well. Although I wanted yeah. to do, choose German Shepherd because I like them. But Poodles, I think, would be up there. Yeah. No, because they're, they're too expensive. But they are smart. I, I had a buddy who had a Poodle. Yeah. And this dog was so smart that like when it had to go potty, um, it would it would paw a bell that was right by the door. Mm-hmm. And you would let it out. It was very... It was an extremely smart dog. Hey... And just I, I, just because I have a smart dog. Just because you like um, dogs, I'm going to ask you a, just a follow-on question, just to see if you can prove your prowess. Yeah, you like a challenge. Do you want it? I'm good, dude. Whatever. What breed of dog was originated in Germany by a tax collector who needed a guard dog for protection? The Rottweiler, the Great Dane, the Doberman, or the Pitbull? Well, Pitbull's an American breed. There you go. Um. 
That's the most American dog ever. You came to America, you got a pit bull. Yeah. So um, Rottweiler, Great Dane, or Doberman? A Dobie is a Great mixed Danes are not German dogs either. So you got a Rottweiler yeah. or a Doberman, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But Rottweiler, I think, is an older breed. Okay. Uh, what what year was this? What year was Doesn't this? Doesn't say. No year. Yeah, originated okay. in Germany by a tax collector. I'm going to go Rot. All right, let's do it. Oh. No. Oh. So that's it. Yep. It was, it was a Doberman. Doberman Pinchot. Yeah. Germany around 1890 by Louis Doberman, a tax collector who needed a guard dog oh. for protection. Helping develop a but breed it, of dog. It, it's a mix between a Rot and something. Um, yeah, let me finish this off. Hoping to develop a breed of dog with maximum strength, loyalty, intelligence, and fierceness. It's mixed a number of breeds, including the German Shepherd, the Great Dane, the Greyhound, the Pinscher, and the Rottweiler. There you yeah, go. I, 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 I used to, in Oregon, I, they're no, they weren't family, but they were basically family, and they bred Dobies. They're creepy. They're like they alien dogs. They were very mean. Yeah, especially when you crop their ears. They're totally mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. You know, it's another dog that's kind of sneaky, violent. If hmm. you if if you if you try to do it that way, is the Sharpay, and you may not think hmm. anything of it, but they're incredibly violent. I'd like to throw out too because I got attacked by one recently. Um, the Golden Retriever—they're just mean dogs. I can't believe it. This one, I was just like, I was walking, holding this rotisserie chicken, and he just attacked me, and he took the chicken right out of my hand and ran away, and I'm like. You fucker. So I went up and I kicked him and he turned on me and he started biting my leg. Why would he do that? <laughs> that you know, sounds they can crazy. Sense evil, ghost. They yeah. can sense evil. Yeah, I'm kidding. He does that with cats too. I love dogs. He just goes right up, waves food in their face and then they scratch at him. To everyone listening, I'm a, I'm a huge animal lover so it's just fun and games. <laughs> okay. Until next time, I love you guys. Thanks for listening to John Wick. Bye. Bye. Shazam. Lee, do the thing. Yes, Satan.